Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Curious with your host, me, Galena Ravina. Um, I am super excited today for my guest. This is my friend. This is my homie from Cleveland and a very talented comedian. Please welcome Bill Squire to the podcast. Hi, Bill. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, as good as anyone can be in 2020 each day. Uh, this is also the day where 2020 feels most like this time of year. It's supposed to feel this way. The, the in between Christmas and New Year's where, you know, you eat whatever you want. Time doesn't matter that all that stuff. And uh, I'm using it as a way to create new shower playlists. You have shower playlists? I love that. I, I'm like a big um, listen to podcasts while I shower person just to get through more podcasts. But what is your shower playlist right now? So I I haven't done this for a while. I was kind of like going with the same stuff for a while. And I'm trying to diversify more and listen to more than just like my comfort songs that just kind of take me back to like those last few years, excuse me, last few years of high school where, you you know, you kind of dig into the same stuff and listen to it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I went with a kind of an emo-y, but not emo, but more like a new wave goth themed uh you know playlist where it starts with tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world and then the cure and smashing pumpkins and depeche mode and placebo and radiohead and you're really aging yourself right now yeah yeah these are i'm i'm you know almost 40 but then i got you know i got the killers in there but i got some david bowie and uh you know what i want to add to it though is a new um guy that i've I don't is it a guy or a band, but Choir Boy? I don't know if you know Choir Boy. I don't know Choir Boy. But no. I would probably like it based on what you listed. Yeah, so it's it's very much that like goth emo uh new wave type sound. And I, I was very skeptical based because I judged the book by its cover mm-hmm. and I saw the album cover. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And then I turned it on and I was like, Oh, this is so <laughs> I need to hear it first because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, this is right up my alley of like that sad dance music which is like, dance music. <laughs> but that's what it is that's like what goth music is where it's like it's kind of got this driving beat to it and mm-hmm. it's like a slow swaying kind of dance but that's like really like i don't know i just i get i i like that kind of shit i do too i hear you and i have like a comfort playlist similar to that and mine is from when i was in high school which is mostly just like 2005 through 2007 warp tour uh bookings okay <laughs> so anytime i'm in a mood i'll just turn on like newfound glory or brand new or the used and i get so i mean it just takes me right back i love how it makes me feel yeah my my like just kind of transport myself like i listen to a lot of like newfound glory and uh uh brand new but but like i'm a little before that where it's more like homegrown and phoenix tx too and then uh mxpx so like that pop punk where he's transitioning into like more of the emo stuff but uh i really like a lot of that but my real go-to like listen to it to just kind of like completely like transport myself to one happy time is uh i listen to a lot of cake i don't know if you get into cake at all I didn't get too into cake but who i got really into that i feel like is similar was um the offspring like i remember going to see them live and they were like from that era too and it was truly one of my first concerts i think i was maybe in like 
eighth or ninth grade when I saw them. So fun. Yeah, I I, I like that, and that's one of the things too. Like, I don't go to a ton of concerts anymore, but I do miss going to see the bands that I do like, and and just kind of even going to a bar where there's like a cover band or something. Like, just having that feeling is uh, definitely something that I miss a lot. My girlfriend's really into music, and so like it's it's killing her not seeing live music and like just not having that that experience with with other people where i really thought i was more of an introvert than i am mm-hmm. after uh, 2020 where it's like oh yeah i do like that shared experience it's got to be something that i enjoy like i can't just go to any concert and have a good right. time yeah but, no, you have to at least know the music or just like the vibe of the place mm-hmm. like i don't i don't want to go see some dj in like you know, grind and like hump on people. I still like oh, I do. a little bit, but I, you know, I want to, uh, I want to, if I'm going to go see a band and like hear some classic hits or, you know, whatever it is, I just, I, I miss that, uh, that energy you get from live music. I know I do too. But at the same time, when I think about, I, I guess concerts specifically, just cause it's so many people all in a room together, you always get really hot when you're at concerts. Yeah. That's one of those things that I'm like, am I ever going to be able to go to something like that without all of the PTSD of this year uh, coming up and just thinking about, oh, there's so many people in this room. Like, who is what disease? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be tough. And I think it's going to be one of those things where you kind of have to relearn it. But I think it's, you know, you know, there's some people that are not going to get over it. I think there's going to be some people that will always have these restrictions like stuck in their brain but I, I i'm willing to take the chance because i just need those other experiences i need to appreciate being home again mm-hmm. where i i don't right now as much and luckily you know i have my dog that makes it easier to be here it makes me happier uh but it's it's very difficult to uh just be home all the time and and uh just have that like you know like feeling of nothing's going on tonight Right. Like, like, what am I going to do to try and pass time tonight? It's so hard to not have plans and not have, like, things to look forward to. And I didn't realize until all of this happened how much that was, like, my driving force for sanity was whatever was going on that day or that week that stressed me out. It would be like, oh, well, I have this vacation coming up or I have this show or I have this trip or I have this function that I'm going to, this party scheduled where it was like, those things were keeping me afloat just in, oh, I have this thing to look forward to coming up. And it has just been so bizarre and such an adjustment to not have that. And I keep having to remind myself because I know this is, I mean, I hope <laughs> that this is like a once in a lifetime experience of us being good citizens by staying at home. <laughs> and I keep having to remind myself like, Hey, you're actually being really responsible by just staying home. Just try to find a way to not lose my mind about it and enjoy it. It's hard to do. It's easier said than done. Like, you know, enjoying staying in night after night after night of just watching TV and feeling like I'm in a hamster wheel a little bit. Yeah. And it's, there is that like comfort that you can give yourself by saying like, yes, I'm doing a good thing by staying home and like it's you know but it still doesn't change the fact that you are absolutely missing out on something that right. you're very used to that you know one year has erased multiple years of social comfort that you had that you didn't even know you needed and now that it's gone you're just like wow that really uh was very important to me yeah 
And the other thing, and I don't know, I, I have like such insecurities about talking about it with other comics, but all the more reason that I should, I feel like just because of the lack of shows this year and the lack of like access to getting up in familiar settings, I feel like I'm atrophying as a comic and it scares the shit out of me. I feel similar because I don't know how to write. Like I haven't written material because it seems like, oh, this is what everybody's already talking about. And it's not that right. funny or creative or original. And you can't work it out. You can't and practice you, it. You yeah, can't, you can't like, work it out or little tweaks. So it just, yeah, it's like it does very much like those those muscles are atrophying. I'm very lucky that I have Hilarities who's doing a great job of have like putting shows together that are safe and distance and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But it's still not every night. Like it was, it's, it's every couple of weeks I'm getting on stage a few times. And it's so hard for people like us that we're just used to having it be every night. And if you took a night off, you still felt a little bit guilty that you weren't getting up because it was literally every single night. Yeah. And, and going from that in, in that approval, and then also that productivity that you feel from going on stage every night. Uh, and then that being taken away is like, that's a huge adjustment. And that's why you got to kind of shift those focuses and find those things that you can to, to make you feel like you are doing something. And I know a lot of people have like picked up hobbies and stuff like that. Luckily I got my dog right before all the lockdown. So like spending time with her has been like life saving because I don't know what kind of depression I would be in. If I didn't have like a little puppy annoying me constantly <laughs> and just being like, Hey, I don't care what's going out there and out there. I need you to pay attention to me now. And I need you to love me and play with me and feed me. And then I'm going to bark at you and be an asshole and all those different things that dogs do. But it's all like just with 100% authenticity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I don't know. Let's start at the beginning. Cause what was the timeline of you getting a dog? Like all of a sudden I just noticed you were posting this gorgeous little dog. <laughs> I got my dog back in February of 2020 and it was oh, again. <laughs> so it was when I was, it, it was before everything got locked down, but I was, I was very much like feeling settled into my, I bought this condo back in uh, November and I was starting to feel a little bit settled in mm-hmm. and a plan for me, which I didn't really vocalize to anybody was once I'm settled into my place, I want a dog because yeah. I, I've missed having a dog and I'm not like a road comic. I do the radio show and then I do shows in the evening, but I have like a support system around where, you know, my kids are old enough now that they can take the dog too. And and so I, I, I have people that can, so I don't have to just like leave this dog alone for immense amounts of time. Uh, you know, she's taken care of, but, uh, once that, you know, I, I, I was feeling settled in, I was like, I'm getting the dog and I wanted a dog that was going to be hypoallergenic because uh, that's important to me. And then also doesn't shed because I'm not good at keeping things tidy. And if it was a dog that sheds, it, w- it wouldn't be, it wouldn't work for me. And so I had to go the, the purchased route. Uh, and I spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a poodle. She's a poodle. She's a petite golden doodle. Oh, that's adorable. So, yeah. So <laughs> Wait, she's but not- goldens aren't, um, And I guess I also want to address this. So I've heard that the whole hypoallergenic thing is kind of a little bit of a myth because the allergy is related to dog drool and not fur. But you're right that with um, poodle or poodle mixes, they don't shed. So you're at least out of the woods with the whole, you know, cleaning up constant 
fur that gets shed. Cause my dog, she's 12 pounds and every week I vacuum up enough fur to like build a brand new dog. Yeah. And that's, I've, I've been there cause I had a golden retriever rescue for, you know, a dozen years and he was the sweetest, best dog, but he was just a shedding machine. We had a black lab when I was married and uh-huh. he shed like crazy. And so I just got, I'm just like, I can't keep up with that. Like I used to, like I, I was able to do it then and it made me a little crazy, but now I need something that's going to, and then I, we also had a Jack Russell Shih Tzu mix mm-hmm. and he would shed a lot too. So like, and then th- we had cats and stuff. So like now that it's like me and just me here, I wanted something that was not going to shed. So the hypoallergenic was definitely second to the not shedding. And then everything that was like rescuable was uh like chihuahuas. That would be like good for yeah. my. my... <laughs> what did you say about chihuahuas? Well, th- th- <laughs> that's what that's what everybody's uh has to rescue around here. It's chihuahuas and pit bulls. Yeah. And in my building, you have it's it's a you know you have to have a small dog, and as much as like your dog's a real cute chihuahua, but most of them look like rats <laughs> to me, and I'm just not into them. I hear you. They're also, I mean. I love my dog to death, but I'm like super aware that she's not very well behaved and she has a lot of uh, chihuahua characteristics yeah. that I blame on her breed. But at the same time, like it's also hard to train small dogs. It's hard to discipline small dogs because there's not that danger factor the way that if you got a pit bull and you didn't train it, it could literally kill you or someone else. Right. But chihuahua, you're like, oh, you're being cute. Like even when they're being annoying, you're like, it's kind of Yeah, when they're being sexy, it's like, it's adorable. Yeah. Like I have some. I have some friends that have chihuahuas and they, they are very, uh, you know, my one friend has a little chihuahua named George and he's adorable. And then, uh, my other one has a chihuahua named Oreo and like, they're both very cute dogs. And like, I, I, I like any dog, but it, it just wasn't the right dog for me. And so I started looking up, uh, different breeds and I came across this, uh, farm that's not that far from me. And they had, you know, all these doodles and, mm-hmm and poodles and stuff like that and they just had a brand new batch that was ready to go and so as soon as i saw her she looked like a little piece of fried chicken i'm like give me that dog (laughs) did you so when you got there was it a lot of puppies and did you have like a specific interaction with her that you're like she's the one i just saw her on the the facebook page Mm -hmm. and then she sent me some videos i'm like yeah i (laughs) like her she's she was kind of like the this the bigger of the three which was okay with me. Like they, they, you know, she wasn't the runt. Uh, I think she's probably the biggest of her, her siblings. And she just was rambunctious and cute. And, uh, like I said, her like golden curls look like a piece of fried chicken. He does look like a piece of fried just, chicken. Yeah. So I was just like into it and yeah, and she's girl. And some people like, I don't know. I, I get like, I try to make her as girly as possible, mm-hmm. but it's hard to make dogs girly. Without getting like the, at the same time, the, like, it's like we shouldn't be, cut. yeah, and we shouldn't be like anthropomorphizing them that much because they're and I say that right. being the number one person that does that to my dog, I like stick her in clothes and stuff. She doesn't like it; she just tolerates it. It's for me. <laughs> yeah, well, with my dog, I just uh, basically that by me saying I'm trying to make her as girly as possible is like I have a pink leash and a pink uh, collar, and I'm like, eh, eh, oh, eh, very obvious, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What's her name? She's, she, her name is Whoopsie. Whoopsie? I, wait, how did you get that? 
Uh, literally, I told my girlfriend that I was going to get a dog, and she's like, what? And like, then she came <laughs> over that night, and I had already put the deposit down, mm-hmm. and she's like, so you're going to get a dog? I'm like, actually, I got a dog. And she's <laughs> like, you got a dog? And I go, I go, whoopsie. And she's like, is that the dog's name? I'm like, it is now. So we call her Whoopsie Doodle. Oh, I love Whoopsie Doodle. Oh, I love that. But what do you actually call her? Because, you know, it's like my dog's name is Mila, but she's she's Boo Boo. She's Boo Boo Bear. She's, you know, she has a million names that are not her actual name. Uh, Doodle gets a lot of play. <laughs> so she gets that. And then uh, Poopsie, Whoopsie, Whoop, there it is. See, like it's. <laughs> All the dumbest versions of her name. And then also just, you know, I, I like to be mean and just call her idiot and dumb, Aww. dumb. And, uh, but with like the most love, like it's never like you're an idiot. It's like, right. Oh, you're a little idiot, aren't you? You dumb, <laughs> dumb. Let's go, dumb, dumb. <laughs> the love that hey, is I radiating wanna... off of you for this dog. I, I love it so much. Is this then your first dog that you've gotten like on your own as an adult? Well, I, I, I was married for about 10 years and we had my ex-wife had that, that golden retriever and she rescued that about a year before we right. got together. And then I bought the petite or not the petite, the, uh, the Jack Russell Shih Tzu mix on my own. And, but we were already together. So like, this is definitely like the first that I've had, like just me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then at the time you're family. like, you're like, oh, well, I have my own place, so I'm going to get a dog. Was it also, like, for a company? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I I like having the dog to come home to. I like the dog getting me up in the morning, mm-hmm. and it just helps having a routine. And I felt myself getting away from having, like, I mean, I have a schedule for work, but it would be very erratic. And it, with having a dog that I have to get up and take out every morning and have to take out, you know, a few times a day. and and take her on walks and, and care for her and having something outside of yourself that you have to, you know, show responsibility for. It just helps me. It just helps me kind of retain that focus and that, uh, that knowledge that, yeah, there's, you know, bad things, but you always have this one little thing to take care of and care for. And, and especially with the world as heavy as it's been in the past several years, it's, it's nice to have something that's just kind of pure. I know that is so nice. And then it's almost like how acts of service help you feel better about yourself. It's like having the dog take care of it's you're right. Like you said it, it gives you purpose. It gives you structure. My dog doesn't let me sleep either. (laughs) Like I am up when she wants to be up no matter what. Um, Luckily it's kind of the same time every day. So I've gotten used to it, but it's a responsibility, but not in a way that like I would discourage anybody from doing it because it's so rewarding. Yeah. And, you know, having kids already, like I've done that and just, you know, having something that's a little more, uh, a little less serious. Like yeah. my kids are older now. They're, you know, the youngest is 18. The oldest mm-hmm. is 21. There's a 20 year old in there somewhere. And so they're, you know, they're making headway in their, their lives and they're figuring stuff out. And so it's kind of time for me to be in the mode where it's like, hey, dad's not just like he's there for me and I know I can count on him, but it's also fun for them to come and see the dog and and kind of keep that connection because we don't have you know staying staying in in can like keeping that connection with your kids can be a little tough when they're around that age and they're so engrossed in their own lives and their own development and you're there for them 
but just having something to be like, hey, do you want to go for a walk with me and the dog? That's a lot easier for them to just be like, of course, than you know, just trying to get them to hang out with their dad when they're at that formative age. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, if you hadn't gotten a dog right before this lockdown happened, I mean, can you imagine? Like, then you would have gotten 10. Like, one of the amazing things that's happened about COVID is that, like, shelters got emptied. Everybody went and got a dog. I just learned today that, like, Chewy, that um, delivery company for like pet supplies apparently their stock tripled this year well that's good that's yeah. great yeah and I, I know other people other friends of mine that got dogs this year and it's just like i don't know like some people like cats and i'm okay with cats i'm allergic to cats so they're not you know they're not as uh friendly for me uh but like uh you know a dog i just they just make me so happy and they make me giggle and and then just like the training and seeing the growth, like I taught her how to, you know, sit and stay and mm-hmm. we're still working on rollover, but she's, she's got some pretty good commands. She's, she, we do some tricks like jumping over things and jumping through things and that's amazing running around and stuff like that. And so it's just, you know, and then she's also very cuddly and like caring for her fur, which is kind of a, a task because you have to like, if she gets wet at all, you have to brush her out or put it on naughty. <laughs> And so, like, keeping up on that is, is fun and, you know, just the, the kind of, I don't know, the maintenance and the in the care that you have to give to the dog, it really does give you a little bit of perspective and keep you from uh, falling into the, those deep depressions like I've been uh, battling my whole life, not just 2020. Yeah. Have you been, um, is that something that you're, like, medicated for? No, I never went on medication for it. The closest I went was... uh like I've been on uh, what's it called uh, Adderall because I have pretty bad ADHD, mm-hmm. and so uh, I've, I've been on that before, but I stopped taking that even because I just I I feel like my depression is very like it's very treatable, like it's there, and I know there's other people that they need the medication, but I don't think that's the point that I've gotten to ever. Yeah, uh, I think mine is really just lack of motivation or just you know letting myself get in my own head Mm -hmm. and uh you know i know i know i've done enough like talk therapy that they never suggested it yeah and if they would have something for it you know yeah and if they had suggested something uh you know i would have taken it but they always felt like it was just you know uh, a, a level of depression that you can take care of with healthy routines and exercise and just staying consistent and finding that consistency to, uh, you know, just push through it. Well, that's an easy fix with a dog then because everything you just listed consistency and having motivation and having like a thing that you have to do. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted to get her because I knew that those, those things are all so important to me and like, and like, you know, I, I haven't, I, I don't know where I'm at weight wise this year. I, I, 2020 is not a year where I was like, Hey, scales are important. Listen, nobody's but I know that I've been ourselves with that right now. My pants yeah. are not fitting like they used to. The last thing I'm going to do is weigh myself. We're, we're just going to skim right back. This year doesn't count, right? It doesn't count in comedy years. Right. It doesn't count in pounds. But I did, I did, I was very active and that's from walking the dog because we, oh, yeah. we take these long walks and, you know, stay up and running and playing and, and goofing around with each other. 
And so, so that's definitely like a, a huge plus. And then also, uh, just, you know, I don't get to eat my meals peacefully because she's a jerk. Like if I, if I try and eat anything, uh, she will, uh, you know, so that's kind of changed my outlook on food too. We're like, yeah, I like food and I've overindulged in it in the past and I still kind of do, but I know that if I eat anything that she wants, uh, I'm going to have to look her in the eye and say no. And that's not the easiest <laughs> thing to do. So if I eat a salad, it's easier. I don't, but my girlfriend did enough. And then now, yeah, I kind of do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, but what I, what I like to do is I like to trick her and, uh, whatever I have, I'll be eating my food. But then I, because she's such a like beggar and a jerk <laughs> while I'm eating it, uh, she, I just have treats like little tiny, tiny little milk bones oh. and I'll, and I'll just chuck those around the room and then that keeps her occupied. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Or she'll be chasing these little tiny, and they're like, you know, they're not anything that's going to, like, if she eats a hundred of them, it's probably not the best thing. But, it, you know, if I'm giving giving her five or six while I'm eating, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll make do. And I make a run for them, too. So they're only yeah. they're only five calories. She's not a fat dog. She's no, she looks like she's in tip-top shape. I would never put her on a scale if I were you. <laughs> Have you tried um, yeah. those, like, enrichment toys? What are those? So this is maybe just like a rabbit hole that I fell down on TikTok one day, but apparently there's a whole category called enrichment toys for dogs that force them to like really use their nose and really use their digging skills. I'm sure you've mm. seen, I think they're called like Kongs. They're those like plastic toys that you put peanut butter, or you put whatever inside of it. Yeah. So that's a form of enrichment toy. But then there's one that I got for Mila and it's like this little, um, it's a foldable, basically, patch of, like, felt grass. It just looks like a little round thing of, like, all these grass flaps. And you hide the treats inside the grass flaps so that they have to, like, use their skill set to find them. It's supposed to be, like, good for their development. That's awesome. That's exactly what she needs because she's so into, like, digging into blankets or trying to dig into the couch or trying to – her favorite thing to do is – take like a toy of hers and put it under the couch just out of her reach <laughs> so she just has to like try and pull it back and then she never can and then i have to get under there and and get it out from under the couch for her but that sounds perfect yeah i should well they should be sponsoring me because i think i just sold one to you <laughs> yeah for sure do you have the uh can you send me a link for that or like a yeah, picture at least like, well i'll show it to you it's nearby let me take her off my yeah, lap and show it to you <laughs> anyone listening on the audio this makes no sense at all but <laughs> this is the grass thing so you just open it and then you put the treats and the food all inside of it where they can't see and then she digs around through it look she's like sniffing it and going crazy because she knows there's usually food in here <laughs> that's great yeah, also, that's a brilliant toy and then you just like close it up it barely takes up any room that's perfect i love that <laughs> i love that uh because that's, that's like getting the energy and like some things like we do is like i'll take a my swiffer and i'll put it across two dining room chairs and then put like a blanket over it so it's like a hurdle oh that's and so then we jump over that so we jump <laughs> over that a few times to burn energy and then uh we got uh then we just kind of do a lot of like chasing because sometimes she wants me to throw things and sometimes she just wants me to chase her 
Mm-hmm. So depending on what she wants, like, and we go to my, my sister lives close by. And so we'll go there and throw tennis balls in the backyard. She loves snow. Yeah. Uh, and it's been snowy here. So when it's, you know, snowy, we go out and we bundle up and then uh, go and jump around in the snow. And she, she just loves it. That is so freaking cute. Um, Like, what do you think? Have you noticed an effect on your depression then since you got the dog? Oh, yeah, it's it's been so helpful because, like I said, the reason I got it is because I felt myself slipping into that, mm-hmm. you know, what does it mean? And, like, obviously, this is a year when it's still going to be tough because I'm not doing stand-up and things like that. Right. But having her around and, like, just taking her with me to, like, when I'm running, like, real quick stuff so I can leave her in the car real fast while I'm running in for five minutes to do something or even just, like, going for a drive with her, just having her with me. Uh, keeps me pretty uh pretty content. That's amazing. And then does she sleep in your bed? Uh, sometimes. So like, I don't usually let her sleep through the night in the bed. Uh, You're very wishy washy with these rules for your dog. I, I know, I know, and she <laughs> knows that too. Uh, but so usually, you know, she'll, she's allowed to get in the bed and like h- hang out and lay with us. But there's sometimes where I just want you know my bed to myself. Uh, especially you know. so i don't want to just think that that's her bed she she gets to lay in there as a treat uh <laughs> but it's not uh where she gets to spend all her nights because i wanted to stay like a special place for her fair enough and I'm also be able to I use have no her other non yeah I, well i need to use it you know i have a girlfriend and we like to use it for non-dog related uh <laughs> activities at times so I have absolutely no boundaries with my dog, um, whether or not I'm alone in my bed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's tried to get involved, which is really embarrassing always and something I have to explain in advance. There's something really yeah. like I forget she's a dog sometimes. And then she starts doing weird shit, like even something more innocent, like if I have a friend over and they're hugging me on their way out. Um, she will just get up and take a leg, either my leg or their leg, and just start going to town. And it's not sexual. It's just like a dominance thing, but it's still really mortifying every time it happens. So you're yeah, my, thing. <laughs> my girl does this. Uh, my, yeah, she, she, she does that too. And, uh, I, I just got a pool table. Another thing to just keep me active and, and that you know, kind of so that. cool. And I am inviting myself over next time I'm home and we don't have COVID and I'm playing pool with you. Absolutely. Cause that's the whole idea is because I wanted that, you know, I, I had the space for it. So I'm like mm-hmm. my uh, Ramon Rivas, his dad had one that he was getting rid of. Ah. He's like, he's like a hundred bucks. If you come and get it. And I'm like, I'm getting it. So what a dream. It is truly a dream of mine to have a pool table. My mom has one in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so much fun. And it's, you know, it's a pretty nice for a hundred bucks. I got to steal. The yeah. only thing is uh, we had to carry it up. I'm, I'm on the ninth floor mm-hmm. and uh, we got most of it in the elevator, but the actual like body of it, which is probably about 150 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, we had to carry up. Oh, dang. The, there's nine flights and that Ooh. was brutal. <laughs> Are you any good? There's days when I'm real good, and then days where it it can go game by game. Like some games, I'm like, "Oh man, look at this!" I'm you know cutting good and mm-hmm. banking things good, and then like within the same game, even I can just completely lose it. So I I I know enough of what I'm doing that like I can be competitive and like it's fun to play with me, but also you have a good shot of winning. 
I'm probably around the same skill set level, but probably less because I only get to play like a few times a year. But I always get really excited when I learn that anybody plays and especially that you own a table. I'm like, oh, my God, cool. I can because I'm not like horrible at it. <laughs> I'm not consistent. Yeah, it's just fun. It, but I'm not horrible. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, is like I'm not going to be like color of money trying to like <laughs> make I just want to play and have and, and I like an activity like that, like pool or darts, those, those bar kind of games where you can play it and you can, you know, have something to focus on, but it also leads to other good conversations. Right. And that's such a nice, ugh, that really is such good timing too. I don't know if you got that before the pandemic or during, but like what a great other thing that you can do at home. Yeah. I got that like, uh, literally a week ago. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I literally just got it. So I'm, I'm uh, still super excited about it, but it's it's nice to have, and uh, I'm excited for like when things are a little more open and I can feel more comfortable about having people over to play. Yeah, I mean that's I got a buddy coming into town next week to to perform at Hilarities, and I was just like, hey man, if you're comfortable, I'm fine with you coming over mm-hmm. and playing pool. And he's like, oh, I'm there. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Does um does Whoopsie care about the table? Does she get like? upset at all when she hears it because it's like not a quiet activity she wants the balls and i've got caught her a couple <laughs> of times taking the balls mm-hmm. because it's got like the whole like it's an old bar table mm-hmm. so it's got like the whole like underground underneath ball return it's not like pockets yeah uh and so she can hear them coming and she just waits there and a couple times she's the other day she took one and i'm like what what did you put under the couch and I put my hand under there and I feel like this hard uh, pool ball. And I'm like, damn it, you got it. And so like, I'm very much instilling in her, like, that's not okay to go and get these. Cause I, one, like I, I can get new balls, but I don't want her to hurt her teeth or something like that. Yeah. Cause they are pretty hard. They're pretty hard. They're like jawbreakers. They're worse than jawbreakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's, she, she, likes to, she likes to chase the balls around as I'm shooting. So she'll aw. hear them bouncing. Like she just kind of like, hops on her hinders is, and looks up at the table, just like dreaming of a day when she can somehow get up there, which she won't be able to, hopefully. Does she make you laugh a lot? Yes. Yeah, she's so silly. That's something that's she's, so, she's just like an antidepressant, too. And, you know, I don't think I can't really speak to cat ownership, but I've had cats and I have friends with cats and I feel like dogs are funnier. Yeah, I think dogs are funnier because I feel like the the energy is different with mm-hmm. dogs. Of just like cats are a little more reserved, and dogs really don't care what you think as long as like they're having fun. So like just like the the goofiness, like when it's snowing and she just does those bunny hops in the snow, it's just the cutest thing. Yeah, and you're laughing, and then she's like she can't understand like how she got all covered in snow. And it's like, oh, this is you know everything's always baffling to her. Yeah. Do you have to take her for like frequent haircuts? Yeah, I take her about every six weeks uh, to get some uh, grooming done. And the groomer is real good about like teaching me how to keep her from like w- once we had to do like a real deep shave because <laughs> she got matted. And so like she, I did not like that. So I'm very vigilant about brushing her every single day mm-hmm. to make sure that she doesn't uh, get matted or, or knotted up or anything like that. That's amazing. Like, that's an extra responsibility that you have to take yeah. on because not all dogs need to be brushed to that extent. Right. 
and she doesn't love it. Uh, so <laughs> we're still working on her behaving because, you know, especially if the, the hair is a little bit tangled up, you know, it, it hurts. And so she gets she gets a little mad sometimes, but she's gotten better about it. And to the point where now it's uh, she she knows what's coming and she will kind of avoid it. But she knows it's important because I do it so often. How did you get past? Because I actually have this problem, too, where if Mila's mad, like her fur will get matted and then she'll try to fight me and she'll try to bite the brush. So a lot of times I just give up and let her look homeless. Uh, I just power through it and let her kind of freak out for a little bit and then do it again. And, then, and again, it comes to just doing it every day so it doesn't get to the point mm-hmm. where she gets mad to just prevention is the key. And yeah. that's like that. That's basically what it comes down to is like just making sure I do it enough times, like sometimes twice a day, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I try to, you know, at least once every day, I'll, I'll brush her out just to especially like the problem areas where she like like her hips and in legs and stuff where she's laying down and it tends to clump more there. Mm-hmm. Is it um is she like a lap dog is she constantly just like on top of you looking for attention? Oh yeah, she's she's very and like I'm honestly a little nervous right now cuz she's just not in here and she usually <laughs> is like right at my feet or uh up my butt usually but like she'll she'll just come and plop down on me and like if she doesn't like my phone she doesn't like when i'm on my phone mm-hmm. and so she'll come and try and like get that out of my hand and force my focus to be on her and not uh on my phone which you know sometimes she's right to do it but sometimes i'm trying to work and so <laughs> it's uh she doesn't know the difference that's ideal though to get to be someone that like craves interaction and especially right now when you're like missing on all the out on all these things we talked about like shows and and going out and having the social life that I know that we used to have where it's like of course it helps so much to have these dogs that are so cuddly because you're like getting I don't know if it's oxytocin or dopamine or what it is but like for sure you're flooded with some kind of chemical when you're like petting your dog and they're being affectionate back yeah, and then also just the the silliness, like you said, the names and like the goofiness that you get to have, and that that looseness of being around your dog, where you're just like kind of your most authentic and, and silly and kind of giddy self, yeah. where you can use the dumb voices and uh, you, you know, have the dumb nicknames and just be really, you know, just goofy and and have that release too, which I think helps a lot, especially this year where you need. Some yeah. levity to to your day to day, and they don't judge you. Like they don't they don't care what you do, how oh, much no. money you make, how many followers you have. Like they're just so stoked every time you come home to be with them. Every time you're like feeding them, giving them milk bones, whatever. Like they're just so happy, and I love. Like I can never get past how great it is that she doesn't know certain things about me and doesn't care. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's really. Uh, and again, it does kind of provide a little bit of, uh, uh, perspective where you go, okay. So yeah, we, especially in this business where you have to put yourself out there all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can just be enjoyed and be loved, uh, unconditionally because you bought a slave dog. <laughs> yeah. They do love unconditionally though. It, it's so true. And I also like, I don't think anybody that, is well adjusted. <laughs> and I, I should say well adjusted with quotes around it, but like 
isn't it a red flag when people talk to their dogs not in a special dog voice? I think so. <laughs> I think it's because even like police officers that have like the canine unit, I see have that bond where, you know, they're trying to be professional to a certain degree, but they're also, you know, you can see them be kind of cute with those dogs. <laughs> Yeah, which makes those dogs like less intimidating. Anytime I see a police dog at the airport, I'm like, are you sure I can't pet it? <laughs> I know, right? Because so you know they're so well trained and you're just like, I know it's actually like the best boy, really. Yeah, the best boy. <laughs> and all dog, like, I know that it's this whole um, like loop around to flying with pets and stuff where people are like, oh, it's my emotional support dog. But at the same time, isn't every dog an emotional support dog? Oh, absolutely. And also, like, I have no problem, like, with anyone flying with their dog if they, like, have to buy a seat or something like that because it's terrible to put the dogs down in the cargo area. It's terrifying and it's cold and it's not, it's, like, abusive to me. So I'd rather have a loud dog uh, on a flight that's not, you know, but I feel like most people that bring their dogs on flights, like it's, it's without incident. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more like the weird animals that people bring that has gotten that, given that a bad rap. Yeah, I think so too. Like I've flown with my dog. I can't even tell you countless times, like truly probably 50 times. And uh she never makes any kind of noise. She's really good about it. She's great about being in her carrier. Um, and I got like a note that says she's an emotional support animal, but like, that's not real. Yeah. But she does support me emotionally. So it it might not be on paper what it's supposed to be, but at the same time, it's like, I'm flying with her because I feel better having her with me than leaving her at home and then having anxiety about like, who's taking care of her? Is she happy? Is she eating? Is she missing me? Yeah. And when you do that, do you, uh, like, do you keep her on your lap when you're flying and just have to like put her in the the carrier when you're in the airport how does that all work um so a lot of people don't even bother putting their dogs in carriers i actually prefer to keep her in the carrier the whole time because she's a little chaotic and confused when she's outside of it she just starts like wrapping herself around my legs or trying to sniff Mm -hmm. other people's stuff and getting in the way um on the airplane i've tried to take her out and put her in my lap and she actually doesn't really like it and prefers to be in the carrier so she will jump out of it and then, like, literally turn around and crawl right back in. That's uh, that's good to know, because that's, you know, I ha- I don't have any plans of traveling anytime soon. But eventually, I'd like to, to travel, and I probably will take the dog with me on some of the trips. Yeah, you should, because I think, especially if you're talking about, like, doing road gigs, that kind of traveling, that can be such a lonely and depressing time when you're just, like, doing a weekend somewhere and you've only got this small like scheduled time. It's like you only go and start your shows after 6 PM. It's like you have all day to do nothing. And that can be so lonely and treacherous where you're like, what am I going to do in this foreign town in this holiday Inn? I don't have a car. (laughs) It's sometimes a place where you're like, I can't even go do anything touristy if I wanted to. Yeah. And uh, one thing, and she's pretty good at, car trips because i i drive around with her a lot and like last a couple weekends ago uh, i i bought this whiskey barrel bar and i took her with me to go pick it up when it was oh, like cool. in southern ohio so like i just drove down there this guy just had a workshop so it was just like you know he's like hey when you get here just ring the bell and i'll bring it out and you just put it in the car like no contact it was it was super easy 
but she was real good. It was like, you know, she spent like eight hours in the car that day and she was, uh, she was pretty good the whole time. So that's a lot. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, we stopped and we'd go for walks and, and, uh, but she, yeah, she was good. How far away was the place where you first got her? Uh, near Sandusky. So like an hour away. Oh, okay. That, that feels and she like threw up <laughs> she threw up on the way home oh no <laughs> it was her first time in a car she's yeah. motion sick <laughs> why are all the um like places to get dogs always an, at least an hour and a half from where everybody lives because uh, you need a lot of land so I feel like uh you know it's one of those things where uh it they they just had a like a farm out there and they you know they're they're breeders but they like I did enough research and read the reviews and they seem like they really know what they're doing. They care about the dog and my dog's going to be one years old next, uh, Oh, actually on Wednesday. Aww. And so I'm ready to send the, the breeder a picture of her as, uh, for her birthday because she really <laughs> does like to check up on them and keep, make sure they're all happy and, and oh. taken care of. Oh, well, happy birthday. Whoopsie. Um, are you going to throw a party? Or are you going to be that dog dad? Yeah. We're well, going to have a little not a party, but like, you know, I'm going to make her a cake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend got signed her up for uh, like Bark Box mm-hmm. for puppies. And so they, they they have a cake that's Aww. like safe for dogs. So we're, we're going to make her a cake. Uh, oh, my God. Her. I love that. <laughs> well, Bill, it sounds like you're such a good dog dad. I'm so happy for you that you got this dog. Like what great timing. Yeah, I'm, I'm I love her. And, uh, you know, I hope she stays around for a long, long time. She will. You should do, um, I just did this DNA, my whole last episode of this podcast was about the DNA test that I did for my dog. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I don't know what breed, well, I didn't know what breed uh, she is, so I was, like, mostly doing it for that, but it also came with, um, like, genetic testing where they profiled, like, if she has any kind of conditions, if she's, like... Oh, okay susceptible That'd be good to, to know. anything yeah. so um luckily it showed that like she only had two markers out of like 179 for potential genetic disorders and that like made me feel really good because she's 12 and i'm like oh thank god you know she's in good health she doesn't have any of these markers for anything i can like breathe easy as a dog owner because it's like the second you get a dog you're like you better not die on me you better live forever you better out yeah. me i can't deal with this <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, they're little tragedies just waiting to happen. Yeah, but we do it. We we choose to break our own hearts. and It's it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Would you get another dog? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like I'm going to be a dog owner the rest of my life. And but right my, now, like, would you ever have two? Uh, I'm not allowed to in my building. Oh. So I'd have to move or mm-hmm. have a secret uh <laughs> one at a time and they're disguised yeah right <laughs> just get two of the same looking dog and <laughs> like buy a house yeah i, I could see myself having another dog at some yeah. point i feel like it would be a lucky dog because you sound like such a good dog dad and it sounds like it's such a fun time in that household for all of you we have a good time for sure <laughs> um is there anything we didn't cover uh not really. I think we talked about dogs for an hour, I feel like. So 
if you nailed it. I could talk about them all day. Um, it's not necessarily healthy. I don't know if it's that relatable, but to me, I'm just like, oh, everybody must love dogs as much as I do and want to hear about them and talk about them and show them off. Yeah. Well, if they don't, then that's their problem and they got to figure that out for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything that I can plug for you? Where can people find you? Uh, at Bill Squire on Instagram and Twitter. Whoopsie has her own Instagram at Whoopsie Doodle 216 on Instagram. And then uh, the Bill Squire show is my podcast where I'm trying to get, and she makes appearances on there from time to time because she's not the most well behaved. So she'll just show up in the background or she'll start barking. And, you know, so she's she's a part of that. Well, who could get mad about her making an appearance, really? If I was watching something and a dog showed up, I would be like, I like this even more now. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And um, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. And whoopsie. Right. Thank you. And I had a good time. And uh have to get you back on my show uh, pretty soon. I would love that. All Thanks right. So Take care. Take it easy. Bye. That's been your episode of Podcasting Curious with me, Galena Ravina. Thank you so much for tuning in and stay curious.